Wisdom Ways is all about living from the true power of who you are. Marianne Williamson once said, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. If that is true, then how can we let go of those fears and become one with our authentic power? Speaking from personal experience, insights, and stories of awareness, Richard Schultz, spiritual healer and guide, invites you to take a courageous journey with him to finally let go of your deepest fears and embrace inner power beyond measure. Get prepared to travel to the inner spaces that will expand your awareness, freedom, and mastery of life. Hi, and thank you so much for tuning in to Wisdom Ways to Living from Your True Power. I'm your host, Richard Schultz, and this podcast series is about plugging into your authentic power and stopping the energy leakages in your life. It is about coming to peace within yourself, no matter what is going on in the world around you. It's about pulling back all of your projections into the world and being who you really are at your core. At your core, you are peace, you are powerful, and you are love. You are whole. We are whole. Returning and being in wholeness is a journey of the mind to truth. In truth, we are already whole. However, our perception is that we are separate, fragmented, flawed, or incomplete. These errors of the mind create a separated reality. From this perception, we misperceive and miscreate a projected world of pain and suffering. We are in the wanting rather than the being and creating. When we correct these errors of the mind, we can come to know how powerful and whole we really are. Forgiveness is a mechanism to correcting these errors of mind. Forgiveness also allows us to embrace our shadows and integrate them into the whole. I've found that it takes dedication and devotion to know the truth. It is a journey that, in my experience, is full of immeasurable gifts and rewards if we take it. However, we must choose it. When the pain of separation gets too great, my understanding is that we all eventually decide to stop making suffering and pain, get out of our own way, and choose a new path of freedom. So why not make that choice now? As you listen to my podcasts, I encourage you to listen with an open and discerning mind and heart. If a concept or idea is useful or inspiring to you, investigate it and put it into your own practice. If it is not, you might want to put it on an imaginary shelf for now and take it down and look at it sometime in your future. Maybe it never fits for you. Maybe my own future, I also find that it no longer serves me. I am a learner on this journey too. I suggest we are all responsible for our own learning and our own journey. Never give that power away to me or anyone else. Decide to know for yourself what is true and what is not. Don't be satisfied with just believing. Ask and search for knowing what is truth and what is not. Follow your own inner guidance. And if you get emotionally triggered by anything I say in my podcasts, then I encourage you to investigate that trigger for the limiting beliefs and shadows that may be there. 
whether what I said is true for you or not. Your emotional triggers are usually a sign that something is not whole, something that you could transform and be more of who you are. This podcast today is about coming to truly love our physical body and correct errors of mind in relationship to our bodies. For example, a few years ago, a middle-aged woman came to work with me around her self-esteem. She wanted to love herself more. She was acquainted with saying affirmations to change beliefs in her mind, but was not making any progress and was stuck and wanted help. When she sat down with me for our session, I noticed that she was very uncomfortable and distracted. When I asked her what was happening, she confessed that she was faced towards the mirror, and she felt horrible looking at herself in that mirror. She asked if she could sit in another chair. A year or so prior to this session, her beloved husband had left her for a younger woman. This grief and anger of losing her partner to a younger woman was turned on herself rather than forgiven and released. When she looked at herself in the mirror, she saw an aging, wrinkled old woman that could not be loved by anyone, not even herself. She hated her looks. She hated her aging body. Her worth of being wanted and loved was tied up in her physical appearance and perceived physical beauty. She was unlovable in her own mind, and the proof of it was for her that her husband had left her for someone younger and more beautiful. In our session, we worked to discreate and shift these limiting beliefs that she could come to know how beautiful and lovable she really was. It started with loving herself. By the end of the session, she was able to look at the mirror and smile with loving eyes at her physical image there. I don't know if the image she saw in that mirror with those same eyes had changed, but her mind had certainly changed the interpretation and meaning associated with that body image. She had become more accepting of herself and more whole in her mind. In this material world, we are obsessed with the physical. There is a common expression, I'll believe it when I see it. This statement is all about perception, which is the domain of the mind. Perception is not about truth, but rather a selection, thoughts, and interpretation by the mind on what it thinks is being delivered through our physical senses, in this case, our eyes. The ego also gives us an interpretation of the information received. But are these interpretations true? Maybe, and maybe not. Maybe a more useful phrase is, I'll see it when I believe it, or I see what my mind believes. These phrases open up our mind for a possible reinterpretation of what we think we see and may allow us to explore the truth or at least create a new life experience and find new meaning around what we see, hear, and feel in life. I'll believe it when I see it implies that the creative power lies outside of ourselves and that the reality we perceive has the power to create us. This is an error. The truth is that it is our own mind that is the creative power, and our own mind creates the reality that is out there based on our thoughts 
and our beliefs. The good news is that we have the power to change our mind, its beliefs, and its thoughts. What have you been conditioned to believe about your body? What does your mind tell you about it? Is the meaning you have assigned to what you see and feel actually true? Can you be absolutely sure that it is true? When you think those thoughts about your body, how does it feel? Do your thoughts play an ego game of better than or less than when you compare your body to others? In our cultures, what constitutes physical beauty is programmed into us starting from birth. It is passed from generation to generation. Our parents, community, and society tells us what is beautiful and what is ugly. Models, television, films, beauty pageants, and magazines spread this belief and reinforce the perceptions of beauty or ugliness. Then, we look at a body, and the body usually does not match what we are told it should be to be beautiful. This can result in shame and shaming of others. We get into better than and less than comparisons that has its roots in negative ego. In all this, the ego keeps us distracted from the most important journey of all, our journey to the truth. Instead, we fall into punishing ourselves with guilt and shame rather than finding our way back to the truth of unconditional love for ourselves and others and our body. Body guilt and shame is a massive business in our world, especially with women. Cosmetics, diets, anti-aging creams, drugs, surgery, fashion and beauty magazines, television, movies, social media, etc. They all reinforce the hatred or obsession with a beauty which is skin deep and our fears of getting old, shriveled up, useless and dying. We are obsessed with finding the fountain of youth and finding a way to live forever. Some visionaries imagine in the future that we'll be able to replace our bodies with robotic bodies that will allow us to live for hundreds of years. Do they not know that we are already eternal? Do you not know? We are eternal. An error in all this is that we come to think we are the body. This is a falsehood and a lie the negative ego will continue to tell us. If we think we are the body, then we can spin into a whole lot of more lies and behaviors to that do not to serve anyone except our egos. For example, if our body appears flawed or diseased, then it supports a belief that we are flawed and somehow wrong. The body gets old and dies, so we fear the passage of time and aging, which confirms a false belief that we are mere mortals rather than the eternal beings that we really are if we only knew. We can get into judging ourselves and others by their appearance rather than their character, their being, and their divine source. We can even generalize this to whole groups of people based on race or physical disabilities. What if we could all look beyond the perceived body image of others or ourselves? What if we could just remain in the innocence of curiosity 
and see with our spiritual eyes the truth of another in the beauty of their soul? What if you could just be in love and acceptance of your own body and care for it as you would care for your dearest friend? What if all the words to your body were appreciative and encouraging rather than feelings of anger, depression, or anxiety about it and how it looks? How do you think your body might respond to such a positive attitude towards it if you could only do that? We're going to take a short break right now. And after the break, we're going to continue in our conversation about the errors of our mind with respect to our body and about releasing ourselves from these errors to live a happier, healthier physical life. You're busy. Your life is hectic, but if you take just a few minutes every day for yourself, you can improve your relationships, health, success, and self-esteem. All you need to do is join Richard Schultz for his online course, The Refreshing Beliefs Method. You'll learn how to release fears and how to use your whole mind to achieve your goals toward a better life. Join Richard Schultz online today at refreshingbeliefs.com. Get back in charge of your life. That's online at refreshingbeliefs.com. Welcome back to the second half of Wisdom Ways to Living from Your True Power. We've been talking about beliefs and projections with respect to our bodies. Our bodies can be a shadow for us. If you've been listening to my other podcast, you might remember that a shadow is anything we cannot own or accept within ourselves. It is something we dislike hate, or something we cannot be with. It could be something really positive that we just don't feel worthy of. If we could not be with our body and accept and love it as it is, then like any other shadow, it will never let us be. What we cannot be with or hate about our own shadows continue to show up in our lives as a mirror or a projection. The body is a perfect screen for the projections of our mind. That can be an opportunity or a problem. The secret to shifting shadows of the body, like any shadow, is to love and embrace that shadow. When we love and embrace shadow, then the fight is over, and instead of dealing with an enemy, we are dealing with a friend with capacity that can help us rather than hinder us or make us fearful. I invite you to think about yourself as a child, when you are a child. You may also observe some small children or reflect on how they see themselves or others in their innocence before they've adopted the social programming. From my own reflections of this experience, I do not see children looking at their own body and hating it. I also notice that they don't care if someone is fat, slim, black, white, tall, short, old, or young. They have no judgments unless they've already picked up these judgments from their parents or others. They just notice and have maybe just preferences rather than judgments. For very young children, in their innocence, they are generally just curious and accepting of what is. So what if you could be in your innocence about physical bodies again? How would that affect you? What if we could be like that for others? How would that feel? 
How will it make others feel in our presence if we accepted them, no matter what their physical appearance was? Our body is not creative. It was and is created. It does not change itself. It does not make choices to change itself by aging or getting diseased. Instead, the body is a learning device for a mind, and it just reflects our mind and our thoughts. It does not decide to be fat or thin or diseased or old. It is our own mind and our collective mind that influences and shapes the body, not the other way around. Unless, of course, we believe that. Just like our thoughts, beliefs, and shadows get reflected in our outer reality, our body also becomes a perfect reflection of what is happening in our minds too. Our body is not us, but it is the home of our mind while we are in this physical realm. If we hold on to emotions rather than forgive and release, the body reflects this. Consider someone's house or home for a moment. If you ever observe closely anyone's physical home, you'll get a sense of what that person's beliefs, preferences, characters, or thoughts are. It will reflect aspects of their mind. Is their house messy and cluttered or orderly and clean? Are there fresh flowers, plants, or is there music playing? Does it have the feel of practicality? Is it in need of repair? In the same way, our bodies, being the home of our mind, will reflect what we think and believe about ourselves. It will reflect our stored trauma and past beliefs. Because it is not only a home, but a learning device for us while we are in the physical, it may reflect soul lessons that we've come to learn. But be clear, It is the mind that governs its looks, shape, and size, and the body itself is only a reflection and a vehicle and not a creator itself. As a reflection and a learning device, if you want to change your body, you need to examine and change your mind. If you hate your body because it is too thin, too fat, diseased, or ugly, then it will continue to reflect that belief or hatred back to you until you move to acceptance and love by forgiving yourself and your body and changing your mind about that experience. If you do this, as a minimum, you'll find peace. And maybe you'll find that your body naturally reflects and mirrors that new mind. A client came to me about her weight. She was heavier than she wanted to be and felt unattractive. Strange things was, she could do practically anything like starve herself and work out and still she would not lose an ounce. Diets were useless for her or not even temporary as a benefit. As we investigated what programming might be in her mind about this, a story came out. At the age of about 19, she was raped. She was a very beautiful young woman at that time, and she said to herself during that trauma, I never want to be attractive enough to experience rape again. 
she didn't. Her subconscious mind in this highly emotional state had accepted this directive and new programming and was now doing its role to protect her from rape by making her look and feel unattractive. She never experienced a physical rape again. The subconscious mind is very powerful and it looks after our body automatically for us. Unless the subconscious is given a new directive from us, it will play its old programs. The subconscious, like the body, does not make decisions for itself, but responds to our thoughts, directives, and decisions and reflects that back automatically and powerfully. But the real power is in our decision because we are the programmers of our mind. We are not our bodies and we are not our mind. Both are tools for us in this creative experience. We have free will to choose our reality, learn from our body, and create with the full power of the mind if we choose and if we know how. A week or so before doing this podcast, I woke up with clear symptoms of a cold. My throat was sore and a cough was developing. When I noticed this, I made a clear directive to say no to any cold or symptoms and declared that I was healthy. Over the next couple of hours, the cold symptoms actually went away and never returned. I've been fairly good at doing this for colds and flus and rarely have them now. If I do get them, it's usually because I'm not paying attention, but I can usually still shorten that cycle. I can do this because I usually take charge of my mind quickly and I have experience and knowing that I can do this for myself, with colds at least. Spirit also supports these corrections and the body comes back to a healthy blueprint that it already knows. When I was a child, my dad told me a story about a woman that healed his hand of warts. She rubbed a penny on his warts and told him to throw away the penny so that he would never find it again and his warts would go away. My dad said that in a few days, his warts actually did go away. I, as a small child, believed my dad's story and believed that I could also do the same thing with pennies. After that, many times I helped others heal warts to their surprise and mine, and they didn't even have to believe that it would work. It just did. I still do this with adults and children. It's so much fun. Such is the power of our mind to hinder or heal. The body has a blueprint for its natural, perfect health. If the body has a disease of any kind, then the source of that disease is in the mind and can be corrected by right-mindedness. I invite you to correct the errors of your mind. I invite you to look at where your shadows with respect to your body lie and forgive them and heal them. What do you see and feel when you look at yourself in the mirror? Are you unconditionally loving towards that image? How do you judge it? What thoughts or feelings emerge? 
Do you feel like you have a weight problem and go from diet to diet with no results or only temporary results? Do you have a disease of some kind that you cannot seem to heal through medicine or it keeps coming back and reoccurring? Do you admire other people for their beauty but don't really see your own beauty? Are you afraid of growing old? Have age-related diseases suddenly appeared after you turned 50 or something for no real reason? The mind is always the source of our physical disease. If we treat disease with medicine, we are not actually dealing with the core of the issue. If we have problems with our looks or our weight, plastic surgery or diet drugs are only a temporary measure and an incomplete solution. However, that said, since most people don't fully believe we can heal physically through our minds, or might get fearful if something suddenly were healed, medicine is still useful, and for these situations, probably the preferred method of working with an issue, until the person is ready to go to the next step, which is correcting their own mind. How about you? Are you ready to go to the next step? Are you willing to look at your body and your reality and correct your own mind? I hope so. I know it's hard. I know it's a journey, but it's a rewarding one. Because when you change the reflection, use the body to see what is going on in the mind, changing those beliefs or those shadows in the mind has more benefit than just changing the body or making us healed and well. It affects everything in our life. I hope you found this podcast useful and informative. I hope it helps you to own the awareness of your own body and that it is a reflection of your mind. I hope that if you've been struck with disease, disability, or other physical issues, that you're open to work with your own mind to correct the airs that created it and embrace and love your body no matter what it reflects back to you. If you don't know how to change your mind, then please find someone that can assist you. If anything I've said today inspires you to start your work in becoming whole with your body again, and you feel I might be able to help you, then please contact me. If you're stuck in projections, fear, anger, or sadness about anything in your life, then you'll benefit by discovering and embracing the shadow or shadows behind it and claiming the power those shadows have for you. If I can serve you on your journey to truth and wholeness, then please email me at wisdomways at gmail.com or phone me or make an appointment with me. You'll find me and my contact information at www dot wisdomways.net. Thank you for tuning into Wisdom Ways to Living from Your True Power here on the TLRstation.com, powered by Tenacious Living International, where it's all about living outside the box. Have a fantastic day. Are you ready to claim your authentic power? 
visit www.wisdomways.net slash power to gain instant access to Richard's free video course on being powerful. And if Richard said something today that truly impacted you and you'd like to talk with him further about it, please connect with him directly at 403-247-8042. Thanks for listening to Wisdom Ways. Have a great day. Talk with you next week.